morning, everybody. It is Latasha and it is a Thursday morning. And I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in live today. If you're watching on the replay, go ahead and put in hashtag replay when you watch this uh, live stream. And so for those of you who are on YouTube, I would ask that you subscribe and follow. If you are on Periscope, you can just give us some hearts or some, um, some love through through comments. And then if you are on Facebook, that means that you are one of our collaborators. Welcome, welcome. And then if you're listening on the podcast, I want to say welcome to you also. We are on episode 51 on the podcast. Can you believe it? I cannot. Woo, that's a lot. Anywho, um, today's topic is called Say It and Seal It with a Prayer. Say it and seal it with a prayer. So with that being said, I'm going to jump into a word of prayer and then we'll go right into our message. Dear God, we thank you again for allowing us to read your word and to fellowship with one another. Even though it is on a virtual platform, we know that our intentions are real, that the relationships are real and God, that you are real. And so God, I pray today as we go through this message um, that it blesses someone to understand the importance of confession confessing and then praying about and then understanding that it is done, um, that you hear our hearts in, in, in prayer and so that we can posture ourselves in a way to begin to pray some or continue to pray some powerful prayers, trusting and believing that it is so. And so we thank you for all these things. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. 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 Good morning, Ida Lynn. So today's topic, again, is called Say It and Seal It um, with Prayer. And our scriptural reference today comes out of the book of James. Um, we've been in James a lot, but we're going to go into James, the fifth chapter, starting in the 13th verse. And I'm going to be reading quite a bit of text today, but there's one scripture or one reference point that we're going to hone in on for our message. And again, this is James, the fifth chapter, um, starting at the 13th verse in the NIV translation. And this is what it says. It says, if any of you is, if any one of you in trouble, he should pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. Is any one of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith, the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. And the prayer of the righteous man is powerful and effective. Elijah was a man just like us. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. And he prayed and the heavens gave rain and the earth produced its crops. My brothers, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring him back, remember this, whoever turns a sinner from error of his way will save him from death and cover him, cover over him a multitude of sins. And so the scripture or the portion that I want you to actually pay attention to today is the 16th verse. It says, therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. And so when we're going into this text today, what I do not, I want to put a disclaimer out there. We do not serve a name it, claim it God. We do not serve a name it, claim it God. And what that means is that as we pray, pray and we're trusting and believing God for things, 
we have to understand that there's a whole lot more context when we are praying for someone, when we are praying for ourselves and our problems. And the reason that I wanted to begin with that disclaimer that we don't serve a name it, claim it God is because sometimes hearing that could sound like a contradiction to what I just read. But this is what I know. When we are praying to God, one of the most powerful statements that we should be making is his will be done. And when we say his will be done, that means that when we're praying about a thing in our lives or praying for someone else, we can't go into manipulative prayers where we're trusting and praying God that what we want to happen is going to happen. What we really have to trust and believe if we believe in a sovereign God and an omnipotent God and a Jehovah Jireh God, meaning that God is our provider, no matter what the outcome is connected to our prayers. Because if we're trusting to allow his will to be done and we don't get emotional with it, what will happen often is no matter what outcomes are, if we can really press into God and say, God, what am I learning in this process? God, what is it that you're showing me? God, I'm grateful to be used, to be used for you and your glorification. Then we realize that we're part of a bigger picture. And as God's will is being done, he's either using our situation as a, as a testimony for someone else, a learning lesson for someone else, or a learning lesson for ourselves. And so this weekend, after I was dropping my daughter off at school, I met a woman. I met a woman who her son um, actually died on the campus of of my daughter. Um, The school is saying that it was a suicide situation. The mother believes something else to be true about the scenario. And so she's seeking answers. I don't know if she's a believer, but I will tell you that her level of commitment to get answers is like, uh, it was amazing to me. And her demeanor was so pleasant to me considering what she was struggling with. And so her commitment is, I guess, day now. So if today is, if I left her on Monday, so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So she has been on a hunger strike for 41 days, only drinking liquids, no food. And, and what she shared with me is, is that I need answers for my son. I'm willing to die for my son to find out answers. Somebody's going to hear me today. And when I thought about this passage and I thought about that woman and I think about things in my life, I was saying to myself, like, God, is there anything in my life that I'm like this radical and committed to, to the level that I will be willing to lay down my life? for it? Is there anything or anyone that I would be willing to lay down my life for it? And it was a difficult question because as believers, we should be realizing that we are living, like we are, like we are the church. And so there are people who literally die for what they believe in. And that's a harsh word. Because I think sometimes, at least I could say for me, when we hear the word of death, I think about all the things that in human nature we do to avoid death. But if we're believers, if we die, we're not really dying. It's a temporal state because we're going to a better place. Yet we struggle and we strive so hard not to to even deal with that subject. And so today I was like, okay, that seems a bit extreme. 
for me. I was like, God, can you can you break it down for me so that I can connect and wrap my mind around this whole idea of saying it and sealing it with prayer? And so my challenge to you as I'm as I'm talking about this and I'm talking about this passage where it says, um, therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you might be healed. What I was thinking about when I was reading that scripture, even though that's talking about physical healing, I was thinking about healing in general. There are some things that I and maybe you need to be healed from. But the problem is our pride will not allow us to articulate our problem so that we can truly pray for one another so we can be healed. So then I was wondering in my mind, in my time with God, well, why does that happen? Why can't we just say it and seal it with a prayer? The first thing that God brought to my mind is because often, and I'm going to speak for myself, often when I have confessed my vulnerabilities, when I've confessed my areas of pain, I felt like, and it might not have been what was happening, but I felt like there was a little judgment with the person I was talking to either by their questions, their demeanor, their response. I felt like there was a little judgment. And then God had to say to me, Latasha, the same thing that you will be me- that you're measuring others by, you will be measured too. And I said, Latasha, how many times has someone confessed something to you? And maybe your words were saying the right thing, but in your mind, there was a little judgment. Like, am I alone? Y'all don't have to respond to that. You don't have to respond to that. But but I wonder, am I alone with that judgment that comes in? Because it's so easy to judge somebody else. It's so easy to see the error in their ways. And sometimes even when you see errors in your ways, you want to give yourself a pass. Like, Lord, forgive me. I know I'm wrong, but. Or, you know, enough scripture and text to just say, I know that God's grace is unending but it doesn't give you a pass that there was some judgment going on. So that's the first reason I said it was hard for people to say it and seal it with a prayer. The second thing is, is that it is a challenge to have an honest confession. Now that I'd love to see some feedback. Is it hard for you to look at yourself in your situation right now? Like it is for me sometimes to say, how in the heck did I wind up right here? Like how? How did I wind up in these circumstances? How did I wind up in this scenario? How did I wind up in this relationship? How did I wind up in a business like this? How did I wind up in a job like this? How did I wind up in a marriage like this? How did I wind up saying yes to an organization like this? How did I say yes to my finances being like this? And so when we got this guilt going on in our brains, we don't want to really see what's really going on or or really ask God to have these honest conversations and say, Lord, like this is what happened. And once we confess it to God, when he provides resources, also known as people, for us to have conversations, honest conversations with about where we are. And that we know that maybe God put that connection in our lives so that we can have an honest confession and conversation about it so that they then can pray for me and I can pray for them and I can be healed. 
I know for me, like there will be times, okay, let me just be real child. There will be times where I will want to have a conversation with somebody. I'll even call the person. And as soon as they're on the phone, like my heart and my mouth, my heart and my mind (laughs) want to say the honest confession, but my mouth can't wrap itself. Like my lips can't form the words to say what I really want to say. Am I alone or is that you? Give me a number one if that's you. Like, I'm a, I am want to have an honest conversation. And then I build up all these things in my mind. And the people that I love, like, I don't know. Have you ever met a person that just can't be shamed? Um, there's a couple of people that come into my mind that no matter what their situation and circumstances are, like, you can't shame them. Like, they're going to tell you the real, real. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you cannot embarrass them. And I feel like that's why they get blessed and they're covered because they're so honest about their situation. Like they just tell it all and they don't tell everybody all their business. But I know for myself, it is a challenge to have honest conversations, trusting that when I say it to that person, that we can seal it with a prayer and it stays right there. Me, that person, because the word of God says when two or three are gathered in his name, that he is in the midst. And then the third thing that I was saying when I was talking to God this morning is I said, you know, sometimes I pray for things and I can have the deep like, listen, I can believe in everybody's stuff more than I can believe on the anointing on my own life. Are you there with me where you can see everybody else? You'll be like, sometimes you'll even sit back and say, God, like, what is so special? Like, what is my thing? Because I work so hard with no evidence of success. There's no ROI. So, so what's my thing? Because I can see it in everybody else, but it's hard for me to see what's the secret sauce. What is, what is, what is my thing? What is your purpose for me in the world? And then this is where it gets a little sketchy when you have to pray like you believe. So for me, it's really weird because I'm like, okay, God, like I thought I heard you on the career academy. No, no, nothing's really happening there. Like I thought I heard you when I do career chats, but it's maybe one or two that come on live when I do the career chats or sometimes after the fact, people will do it. I thought, wait, let me go to the actual list. I'm going to go into my quiet time this morning. I'm not even going to try to paraphrase. I'm going to go right into what I said. I said, then I do connect, collaborate, create, maybe one or two. Wow. That's so funny. As I say that the numbers go up, (laughs) that's really funny. I wrote the book, get naked with God. And then I like just whatever. And then I have this, um, I have these things going on. Even this class that I'm an advisor for with a local college, like it is the most difficult class for them to recruit for. So I'm like, God, the only common denominator in this lack of success (laughs) is me. And so I'm like, okay, God, like, what is it? Right? Like, what is it? And so I'm just telling you where your prayer thoughts go. Not in a place like, I don't know what the list is for you, But you got to pray these things like you believe it. But it's real easy for me to see it in everybody else. It's hard for me to see it in me. And maybe it's hard for you to see it in you. But what I want you to be assured about today, and I want you to have a mind shift today, because this is where I'm going with it, is, is that when I look at that list, that's a trick of the enemy. 
Because what then God does is he gives me comfort in an unexpected like check-in moment to know like if it's just one, that's enough. Because holistically, my job as a believer is to draw people not to me, but to draw them more to Christ. And then I can't worry about any of the other stuff. I have to trust that it's going to be okay. But this is what God also said in my prayer time. And this is where it gets ouchy, 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 right? When God does to you, what you know the word to say is that it's a double-edged sword, cutting going in and cutting coming out. When I listed those things on that list, you know what God said to me? This is what he said. The reason you don't have success in it is because don't nobody know about it. Nobody knows what you do, Latasha. Nobody knows what you do. You don't market the stuff that you do. And so maybe that's a challenge to one of you who are listening to this today. You're asking God, like, why am I not seeing some results in these areas? And God might be saying to you, because don't nobody know about what you do to the level of what I want you to see it as. Idolin, you're here with me, so I get to pick on you today individually. Like, Idolin owns an organic spa in um, Lockport, New York. So if you are in the Western New York area, Honey Buns is the name of her spa. So when you hear the word spa, like on the surface, and I, I know this, she thinks I say this because she's a friend, but I say this because I actually am a licensed cosmetologist. So I'm not saying this as a friend. I'm saying this as a professional in the beauty industry. And so when she calls it this organic spa on the surface, it's like everything is equal. So a spa is a spa is a spa is a spa. No, it is not. She is one of the most educated estheticians, practitioners of solutions for skin and body treatments and even some hair solutions that I have ever met since I've had my license. And I've had my license since 1997. And I've talked to a lot of beauty professionals. But what takes her to the next level is she doesn't just say the answer of you need this. Like she, listen, this woman will break down stuff. And I'm like, I don't even know what she's talking about with real natural remedies. But in the world, I'm like, you would just see her as a spa owner. Yep, I'm picking on you today, Idolin, because you're here. But she is a rock star not just regionally, like the stuff that she shares, like people in the world should know this. There's another woman who's a collaborator. I call her out often, Shannon Carter. She is like the artist. She's a, a recording artist. She has like seven books. She has, um, she does all this stuff in ministry. And I said the same thing to her. You are a rock star, but don't nobody know who you are. And I was laughing because yesterday's message was walking with. And I think about these amazing women that I walk with that the world doesn't know about. The world doesn't know about. And I'm not saying I'm a rock star, but I am saying whatever products and services I have, nobody really knows about it because I don't even market them really. And so when I'm talking about prayer today, saying it and sealing it with a prayer, the reason it is so important for us to just go full out and to be honest and not worry about judgment of others is because nine times out of 10, people are not judging you as harshly as you're judging yourself.
Number two, having honest confessions. My son talks about it and it's a quote. The only way that you can go towards a solution is you have to acknowledge where you currently are. And if it's imposter syndrome and if it's, I don't want to seem like I have too much pride or I don't want to seem like I'm arrogant. Like we need to have some honest conversations with God and we need to have some honest conversations with other people so that they can help pray and and intercede and fill in the gap for where your lack of faith is or your issues are. They can stand in the gap and do intercessory prayer, like for real, for real. And then finally, when they pray these prayers, we have to be thankful and grateful for what is and not what we are feeling at the moment. For what is. And what are the what is? The what is is that I am wonderfully and fearfully made. I am an heir of the king. Greater is he that's in in him than is in the world. And know that there should be a different way about the way that we walk in a different way than the way that we talk. Because God has an amazing thing that he wants to do with us for his glory. So it cannot fail. But do we have confidence in those prayers so that we can be healed from insecurity? So we can be healed from imposter syndrome, so we can be healed from things that are limiting beliefs. Before I got on the video this morning, I had made up in my mind, I walk with my sister-in-law a few days a week, and I said, I'm gonna ride my daughter's bike to her house. But then I got scared, because I'm like, man, I have not ridden a bike. Like, other than going down the driveway and back up the driveway, like, I haven't done that in a minute. And so you know what I did? I jumped on a bike and I rode around the corner and rode around, went a little, picked up some speed. And then I, you know, did some turns, got myself comfortable. And you hear that statement, you know, it's like riding a bike, like it all comes back to you. And I got excited because I realized in order for me to conquer my fears, sometimes we over process Instead of trusting God, like, God, if that came in my mind, I'm believing that you're going to get me on that bike to get to my sister-in-law's this morning. I'm just going to trust you and believe you for that, God. And that's the way we need to activate our faith in prayer. Like it talks about there's some healing that needs to take place. And we are getting in our own way because of our lack of ability to be able to talk to people without feeling like they're judging us. We're preventing ourselves from having honest conversations. And then we're not, we're not praying. We're not saying it and sealing it with a prayer and then believing that the prayer that we prayed is going to come to pass with his will to be done. So there's either a lesson or a blessing. No failure. There is no failure in God. It's all used to glorify him in one way or another. If it's a lesson, then how do we function in the lesson? So that God is glorified in the way that we react and we respond. If there's a blessing, how do we act and respond so that God is glorified? No matter what the outcome, God's still doing something. So we need to just say it and seal it with a prayer today. I hope this word encourages you. I hope this word allows for you to go in and have some courageous conversations and to pray some big prayers and believe in God that it is already done. Dear God, we thank you so much 
for bringing us into this remembrance right now of the importance of saying it and sealing things with a prayer, trusting that we need to be healed from some things, God, that are preventing us from being the best version of who you designed and desire for us to be. Dear God, today I pray that we will just open our mouths and open our minds to new experiences and new people and not be so guarded. But using the wisdom that you talk about in the book of James, it says if we need wisdom to ask for it, that we are not to be anxious about anything, that we should seek ye first the kingdom of God. And as we go through these processes, don't think that it omits different parts of our lives. Our faith is intertwined in everything that we do. And so I pray that people are reminded of that whether it is their own personal walk with you, whether it is in relationships, whether it's in their occupations, their businesses, their marriages, their parenting, all these things, reminding ourselves that you are the number one uh, priority in all of this. And so dear God, I pray that if there's any barriers that's blocking us from being able to say it and seal things with prayer and then trusting that it is done and it is so, I pray that those things are broken down today, not because of what I'm saying, but because of what the word of God says, reminding ourselves that grace that Jesus came and died on the cross for us is there for us and it's overflowing and always available to us. There's nothing that we could do that would make you reject us. And so, dear God, I pray that in our confessions and in our honesty, that we just have to trust you in that. So, God, we thank you today for all that you're doing all that you've done and all that you will continue to do in our lives and that you will do through us so that we are glorifying you always. We thank you for these things in Jesus name. We pray. Amen. 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 Have an amazing day. God bless. And I'll see you again tomorrow.